Welcome to Adventures in Beer Selling, an interactive store time paired with your beverage of choice. So today we're going to be, by popular man, so two things that I've received um, correspondence about that people want to see more of is they want to see more sales related strategies and tactics, which I would love to do. Um, so I'll do more of those. And people said they wanted to see me sample uh, beers. I wanted to see uh, my opinion on uh, different beers and to do some sampling. So I'm going to do some of those today. I've chosen two beers that you can actually purchase on the Adventures in Beer Selling Digital Ice House, which is abs.taprm.com. And I chose Quattro from Interboro. This is a collaboration with the hip hop group Run The Jewels. So the rappers Killer Mike, uh, Killer Mike famous from Atlanta, uh, member of the Dungeon family, uh, collaborator with the likes of Big Boy, Outkast, uh, Goody Mob, all those guys. Great rapper, uh, Netflix series, uh, really, really cool activist, great individual. Uh, or a cool individual. I don't know him like that. I can't be telling somebody great because I've never met him. But uh, he seems like he, he he's he's all about it. Um, and his partner El Producto, LP uh, from Brooklyn, uh, really really uh, solid rapper and artist and producer. And they're a great group. Run the jewels. They got the cool uh, symbolism. Uh, the can is amazing. Look at the artwork on that. So the first one I'm gonna show you guys is Quattro. This is that collaboration of Interboro, Ales and Spirits, and Run the Jewels. So a little bit about Interboro. Um, they are a brewery out of Brooklyn, New York, but also a collaboration of the idea of a distillery and a brewery kind of like combined in one. And they are Brooklyn's first um, collaboration of sorts of its kind so uh run the jewels is a as a collective and interboro uh, spirits and ales is a collective so shout out to interboro i'll put a link to their website in the comments shout out to laura dirks jesse ferguson who came together to create uh, these really awesome beers and um i hope you guys enjoy so i'm doing quattro which is the collabo, and the other one I'm doing is Mad Fat Fluid, which is their IPA. Um, let me give a, a few disclaimers. Number one disclaimer, I am not a uh, Cicerone. As a matter of fact, um, 
prior to 2014, I was calling it a chicharron. I'm not that. So the opinions and the taste profiles that I give of the following beers are really of my own mind and from my, you know, over 15 years experience in the beer industry. Um, so I know a little bit of things, but I'm really just giving it to you very layman's and very much from a, a civilian, not someone who really goes in and knows exactly what they're tasting. I know a little bit about hops, but I'm giving you the concept based on what they've said is in the can and past experiences with beers that have used the same hops. So if I say something, if I say something has, oh man, this has got a really great citrusy mouthfeel, don't come from my head and say, you don't know what you're talking about. Simcoe doesn't do that to a beer. I, look, I, I, I'm just in the streets doing my best, man. Okay, <laughs> this, is what, this is what I'm tasting. You know, so everybody's stew don't taste the same. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the second disclaimer is that I do not work for any of the people that I sample for. However, Interboro is a product. They do have products in the Adventures in Beer Selling digital store, which I said before, www.abs.taprm.com. So there is that connection there. So we do have these available. We do sell them at the store. So there is a little uh, um, self-promotion, double dipping, whatever you want to call it in there. Um, with that said, if something is a terrible product, I I'm not scared to say that it is. Um, but, I mean, also keep in mind, I wouldn't have a terrible product in the Adventures in Beer Selling store, right? So, I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, comment, like, subscribe, order products. Continue uh, letting me know what you would like to see. Um, and let's enjoy a good beer. Cheers. Welcome to Adventures in Beer Selling. So you can see as we pour this beer, we've got two great beers. So this first one I'm pouring is Quattro from Interboro and Run the Jewels. Take a look at the color as I pour the beer and take a look at the foam head. You want that foam head. It just kicks up all the aroma. This is a double dry hopped beer. So the aroma and the taste are enhanced by the dry hopping process. So uh, take a look and let me know what you think. Cheers. Let's dive into this. Again, the color is amazing. Look how thick, how thick it is. You can see the thickness of it, the orange color. Um, one thing about dry hopping, dry hopping kind of enhances the flavor and the aroma. I'm not a brewmaster, so uh, I might be saying this a little bit wrong, but the dry hopping process happens um, later in the brewing process. So 
it, it enhances the, the, the smells and the flavors without really messing with the construct of the, of the entire beer. So let's give it a smell. Yeah, you can tell, nice hoppiness. A little bit of citrusness, citrusness to it too. Now, in for the kill. That's exquisite. Saying it like a true like sommelier. Let me keep it real. It's really good, really, really good. So I get like, um, hold on, hold on. Get a lot of the orange, kind of an orange taste, kind of lemony, like a little bit of a zesty kind of taste. I can taste the bittering hops but it's, it's not overly bitter. It's actually pretty smooth. I was trying to think of a beer that it reminds me of because when I think of a double IPA, um, there's a couple of very, very strong, pungent, I can't think of the name of it, but it's one that comes to my mind that just really kicks your tongue. This doesn't. This is really, it's really, really, really smooth. Okay, so let's give it another taste. Very, I mean, I can't help but to continue commenting on how uh, smooth and easy drinking it is. Uh, the hops used in here are Mosaic, Simcoe, and Incognito. Really, I mean, just, there's a great bitterness to it, but at the same time, um, great flavor and just... Um, it's not extensively uh, bitter. Because traditionally with, um, with these hops, you should be getting a piney taste. And I do get a bit of a piney taste, but it's not overbearing. Uh, I'm trying to think of a beer it reminds me of um, that I haven't had in a while. Um, and I can't think of the name of it, but I'll throw out a different one. For my Oscar, Blue, Oscar Blues days, one of the beers they used to make at Oscar Blues was called Gubna. Gubna, we would vote and the fans would vote on what hops went into it. And I think this was maybe the 2015 Gubna. This is this is similar. I, I, I could be wrong on that. I think 2015 Gubna because 2015 Gubna definitely, it used Simcoe, it used Incognito, and I believe it used Mosaic. Yeah, it's definitely got, it's definitely got the Mosaic in there, which is a very popular hop um related to simcoe i believe but so i mean very floral very citrusy i mean the smell is incredible and um i, I would really like to know if killer mike or lp have had uh any of these beers i'm assuming that they probably have but I would be interested to interview them while drinking these beers because this is something that I could drink. Um, there's there's just IPAs that are just so in your face 
that um, drinking and interviewing would be tough, but this is very smooth drinking. And it's 8.5, yeah, 8.5% alcohol and doesn't feel like it at all. It's super juicy. It's really enjoyable. I'm very interested in how, what I'm going to think of the other Interboro uh, IPA I have in there. But the dry hoppiness of it is, I mean, they did an awesome job with this one. So shout out to Interboro. Shout out to Run the Jewels. This is an incredible beer. Okay, so here's the second beer that I'm pouring. Mad Fat Fluid. So again, take a look at the color and the hop head. I wish the hop head was a little bit better on that, but so be it. Notice the differences between the color of Mad Fat Fluid versus Quattro. Uh, the brightness of Mad Fat Fluid versus the thickness of Quattro. Talk to you soon. Okay, so I forgot to mention that Quattro was dry hopped with uh, Simcoe and an experimental varietal HBC 586. So nice experimental hop in there. Love that. Um, so yeah, Interboro, Run the Jewels, Quattro, get a thumbs up for me. Really great. I love the color. I love the aroma, um, just a solid, solid beer. Good bitterness, but not overly bitter. Easy drinking, solid beer. Quattro gets a thumbs up. Okay, so now we're gonna bust into Mad Fat Fluid. Now this is an IPA, 7%, also from Interboro Spirits and Ales. Uh, is this part of Run Your Jewels? I don't think it's part of Run the Jewels. This is just a, 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 a IPA from them. So this is one of their standard IPAs. Hop with Mosaic and Centennial. Um, again, Mosaic, super popular hop. Centennial is actually pretty popular, popular too. Yeah, Centennial hops are super, are super aromatic and um, are, are pretty good hops as well. Or, at least the beers that I've had that have centennial in them are pretty solid. Again, um, I bring up that Gubna. The only reason why that jumps out to me is that, again, this was something that we used to have a, we used to vote on what hops were going into the beer. And Centennial was one that was in maybe 2015, 2016 Gubnas. Um, really, really solid. Okay, let's, let's do like we did before. Let's give it a smell first. I didn't do the greatest pour on this one. I should have had a little more of that foam head, but it's all good. Yeah. Um, again, really, really good flavor. This one's not dry hopped, I don't believe. I mean, I'm sorry, really good air aroma. Yeah, this one's not dry hopped, so it's got a good aroma on there. And more quick smell. Let me get my mind working. Um, I saw this recent video about how the cups are supposed to really enhance the senses with the beer. And uh, this is doing that. Okay, let's go for the sip.
way more lemony. This is good. Way more lemony than the Quattro to me. Um, Centennial does produce a, 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 like a lemon zest uh, type of flavor. Yeah, super lemony. Honestly, I, I I feel it's still smooth, but um, a little more bittering than the Quattro. This is really good. What would I compare this to? Hmm. can't think of what I would compare it to because it's citrusy but it's not I really like the really really citrusy robust IPAs I wouldn't say it's as robust as that um, but still super smooth good flavor it's, it's, a, it's a solid IPA I, I would say this one gets a thumbs up but I would say I would I like the Quattro just a little bit better than this one. The Quattro uh, I think is juicier than this one, but still really great flavor. And you know, let me just say this: um, what I taste in this is something that we're missing. So you know, I was getting ready to talk about how flavor profiles work and how my generation and the generations before me, our thought process was to find a beer that you like and you stick with that beer, right? And if you remember from the old podcast, um, Expand Your Box or the article I wrote, Expand Your Box, where you talk about people like, like my grandpa, for instance, he drank High Life. 100% high life as far as the beer goes. And honestly, I don't know that he knew that they made other beers besides high life. This concept is 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 kind of a dead concept, right? Um, shout out to all the people that are loyalists to their particular beers. But the idea that you are going to have one beer, is, we've kind of moved beyond that. Now it's about... Yes, maybe being loyal to something local or city or state. Um, having a consistency. But now we have moved into an era where it's about variety and maybe a loyalty to a style versus a particular brand name. Or just opening your mind and trying new things every time you go out, create, doing the create a six pack at the grocery store. However, one thing that I say that makes a lot of sense is that maybe you do try a lot of different beers, but you should be grounded in, in my opinion, to something that um, is just good quality beer. Uh, yes, I love trying new beers. And I've said this before, but if I want a good pale ale like Sierra Nevada's, they're never gonna do me wrong. Dale's Pale Ale. 
never gonna do me wrong. Um, Hetty Topper, love Hetty Topper. It's never gonna do me wrong. This to me falls in line with those type of beers. Not to say that it's not something great to try for a first time or it's gonna, it's not exciting. I'm not saying it's not exciting, don't get that. What I'm saying is, is that Mad Fat Fluid is a good anytime IPA. Um, whereas Quattro, I think is a little more exciting to me. Um, a little juicier, a little more exciting. So this is a really great beer. It's something that you can enjoy over and over and over again. Something good to uh, keep in the keep in the cooler, just for hey, I don't feel like thinking, so let me just drink the right beer. It's really good. So, how did I discover my palate? Okay, I um, was never into craft beer, and I talked a little bit about this in Expand Your Box. It's the whole strategy of Expand Your Box in the beginning. I talked about. We were introducing new products, trying to build a consistent consumer base with the new product. So we had this malt beverage, uh, I forget the name of it, but it was, you know, strawberry, grape, they had different flavors. Alcoholic malt beverage. And we were trying to establish it with um, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 year olds. And the idea that as they got older, they would always come back to this product. Bud Select is another good example of that. When Bud Select came out, it was like, hey, we've got this small window to find these, you know, young people to establish their beer of choice. And Bud Select's strategy, at least the way it was given to me, was that if we get younger people to buy into Bud Select, then they will be butt select drinkers for the rest of their lives, right? And um, I, I don't know. You'd have to ask somebody from AB. You'd have to ask somebody from AB if that strategy worked. But I think the whole um, beer scene shifted away from that. And to some extent, uh, it kind of worked on me a little bit. Um, my dad was a... Um, he had a couple different things that he drank. Heineken was, he was a, he was a Heineken drinker. Um, he was a, uh, um, I think he was open to any of the Budweiser or Miller standard products. It was kind of also depending on what, you know, how the, how the funds were looking. You know, my dad would drink Red Dog. You know, <laughs> if times was rough, you get you a, you know, a two ninety nine six pack. 16 ounce of Red Dog and just call it a day, right? But um, working in the beer business, uh, working for uh, an AB distributor, I was pretty loyal to those particular products. And I was actually a Budweiser, Bud Red, Bud Heavy, whatever you want to call it. That's kind of what's my go-to. Why? Because it had a little more flavor in my opinion, than Bud Light. While everybody drank Bud Light, Budweiser, and they used to have this program uh, with the uh, brewery called Same Day Beer. So it was basically the day that the Budweiser was made, they would package up a bunch of cases and we would go and sell them to on-premise accounts so people could drink a Budweiser that was literally made earlier that day or so, however they 
marketed it. Uh, I always felt like that was the best Bud, Bud Light, Bud Select beer that you could have. But this magical thing happened at my distributor and we started selling this craft beer for a brief moment called Sam Adams. Sam Adams Winter Lager, it just blew my mind, right? The flavors. And at the same time, another beer came out that we also started distributing, a local beer in Houston called St. Arnold's. So at the same time I was trying Sam Adams Winter Lager, I was also tasting St. Arnold's Christmas Ale. And that, that's what sealed the deal for me. St. Arnold's Christmas Ale, for somebody who didn't really drink craft beer, uh, I, I mean, it just blew my mind. The, the kind of intense flavors at the time for my very, very limited palate, it was amazing. I uh, remember I was at this uh, on-premise account and I sold in a, dra a tap of winter lager and a tap of Christmas ale. And it was around that time, December or so, and I was just drinking both of them. It was a bar called um, Kelvin Arms, I believe. And I was just, drink I drank a winter lager, I drank a Christmas ale, and I drank another Christmas ale, then I drank another, and I was just like, I, I didn't know the beer was supposed to taste like this and you know my challenge to my friends was give me 30 days and I will change your mind on drinking craft beer and since then and we're talking the early 2000s we're talking 2006 somewhere in there uh, since then now my palate has explored so many different tastes of beers and so many different things intrigue me with beers that it's really opened my mind so I implore you to try new things as we do these samplings and um, really explore these beers because I've had a billion IPAs um, and the characteristics of the style, um, not only when I first had it uh, were amazing to me, but it's ever evolving. I've heard um, brewmasters say that, um, and maybe this isn't the case now, but a few years ago, I mean, we didn't invent the style, but we Americans enhanced the style. We've gotten so creative with the way in which we make this style of beer. Uh, you, you're really cutting yourself short if you're not trying. So, definitely go out, enjoy. Shout out to Interboro Spirits and Ales. Keep making great beer. Uh, I'll put a link to Interboro in the comments. Go and visit their brewery if you're in Brooklyn. And shout out to Run the Jewels. So, definitely check them out. Like and subscribe. Cheers.